Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Quick update, looking ahead to the fall. Alabama's added another quarterback to their roster, in case anybody hasn't heard it. Tyler Buckner, the Notre Dame quarterback, entered the portal shortly after their spring game. He's headed to Tuscaloosa. His former offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, is now the OC of Bama. So that's Ty Simpson, Jalen Milrow, and Tyler Buckner, all at quarterback for Bama. I got a feeling, Craig, we it might go up to their you know their first week of the regular season. It's so isn't it so nice to think ahead and not have to deal with that this year? Yeah. Like we really yeah. didn't have to deal with it last year because Sark had that impromptu announcement right. a couple of weeks before the start of the season that Quinn was going to be the guy. But it's going to be nice to go, and maybe that's why it's been a pretty. Ho hum, even if you want to call it boring off season so far for Texas. I know, knock on wood, because the minute you say that, something will happen. And camp, I'm, I'm, you know, outside of the unexpected. Three I think. Six. Uh, what's that? What camp? Sorry, what? I'm talking about stuff over here, trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what, what about three oh six? What about yeah, your what mic is was very much on. Yeah. What was three oh six? What's three oh six? That's the time that we had between our last break and the start of the hours. Okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, I was interested in how. The, Production standard. Thank you, thank you for helping me keep keep the clock there, Cam. Um, yeah, it's going to be kind of nice to go through a camp without having to worry about quarterback competitions Agreed. and controversies and what have you. Uh, quick basketball update: I do know that the Texas staff was in home with Kendall Weaver, the UTA transfer, last night. Uh, don't be surprised if you hear something about Texas. Uh, making a visit to see Max Asmus. Also, nothing new on either one of those guys. And, Craig, before we talk about Bijan in the draft, real mm-hmm. quick, uh, did David Pierce ever tell us a day Tanner Witt was supposed to go this weekend, or was it just scheduled that he was going to go this weekend? It was going to be game three. Okay. So it could be. But, and, and for folks who said, wait a minute. And, and on Saturday, I was standing there talking uh, to Coach Pierce, and Kirk Bowles walks up, and so he was – uh, he he asked a couple of questions, and uh, when he did, um, one of the things was about Tanner Witt, and Kirk asked him, "Wouldn't wouldn't he be better served maybe as a closer for you?" And Kirk alluded to that in his nine things and crazy prediction column yesterday. Mm-hmm. But what Coach Pierce said to him was, whether he does or not, ultimately the way they have to start him out, yeah, is from a designated know when he's going to pitch situation, not a not a bullpen thing. Right. So even though he may only throw somewhere between 20 and 30 pitches, mm-hmm. he probably is going to be a starter and would probably start game three of the series, which <laughs> was originally scheduled for Sunday. Then we were told it's gone to Saturday, Sunday, Bunny. Now we're told, hold off on that. We'll, we'll find out. I have a feeling that probably the series is going to be shifted to Saturday, Sunday, Monday, but – it will. They're they're still, I think, trying to work on the times. Right on that. So, um, and to your point, that's the uh, about why it would make sense for him to do that. It's all about the mechanics of warming up. As he's right. in this recovery from Tommy John surgery, you want him. Hey, here's your warm up schedule, and this is you know when you're going to pitch, and then we we'll get you your you know twenty thirty pitches, however long that lasts, and then boom, you're out of there. Yeah. So you don't want him up and then warming up, and then oh now we don't need a bullpen guy, but oh hey get up again and start throwing. So it's you don't want to. Mess right. with the the rehab schedule. All right, let's talk about the draft. Yeah, uh, Bijan. Whenever he's taking tonight, again, multiple mock drafts. I've seen him go eight to Atlanta, ten to Philly. Both of those teams trading back. Right, we've seen him slotted somewhere in the teens. Uh, where'd you say the Peter Schrager mock had him going? Twenty three to the Vikings. Yep. 
Okay, yeah. I think he's gone before then. Uh, bottom line, Cowboys fans, I don't think you're going to have to worry about the Bijan situation Not coming up tonight, unless they trade up, which then that's a whole another can of worms to open up. But whenever he's taken, he's going to set some firsts and break some streaks here. Uh, Texas hasn't had a first-round pick since Malcolm Brown in 2015. That streak will end tonight. Hasn't had an offensive player drafted since Vince Young in 2006. That streak will end tonight. Uh, the first non-quarterback to go in the first round since Cedric Benson in 2005. That streak will end tonight. And Matt Butler and I had to look this up because I thought about it. I'm like, surely I can't be right. But I was. My hunch was right. He's going to be the first Big 12 running back taken in the first round since Adrian Peterson in 2007. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be a really big night. And, you know, you look at what Bijan did for Texas – while he was a player, and everything he meant to this program off the field, he's got a chance to really be kind of for Sark what Ricky Williams in a lot of ways was for Mac Brown, just in terms of a guy that his his rise, his rise to being one of the best players in college football, to being a first-round pick, to being hopefully having early success in the NFL, that this is one of those things that helps you generate momentum to you getting to a point where everybody listening to this right now, unless you're a Texas Tech or an A&M fan or whatever, ex- hopes Texas is or at least expects Texas to be, which is in the national conversation each and every season. Hopefully Bijan helps you get to that level. And, Craig, I think it speaks to the fact that guys are starting to get developed. We're starting to see the player development part of this. I'm not going to say get there, but it's trending in the right direction. Right. And you look at the talent level in the program – and I think anybody that watched the spring game will agree with me. The body types look different, the speed, the physicality. It's all starting to look like what you would expect the Texas roster to look that very, very few times in the last you know 10 or so years has a Texas roster looked like this one. But then you think about all these guys are young, and if the player development piece is there, I haven't felt this good about this thing getting ready to take off, but I think Bijan getting drafted, you know, think about it. We're sitting here last year going through the draft Knowing going into the draft, yeah, you're probably not going to have anybody take it. Maybe Cameron Dicker or Josh Thompson taking late. But a credit to that draft class, though, Josh Thompson stuck around on a roster with the Titans. Cameron Dicker was was an NFC offensive player or NFC special teams player of the week with the Eagles. Right. Then gets cut and then ends up the rest of the season with the Chargers. So props to Cameron Dicker. That's There's just a couple of walk offs with San Diego. Yeah. That's, I mean, with LA. That's with just the life of a kicker in the National Football League. Brendan Schooler sticks with the Patriots the whole year. So. Not a bad year. There's been years where the draft hasn't been that fruitful to Texas in terms of the undrafted free agents that that get a shot and stick with teams. So, uh, but it's a it's a much different conversation you're having this year with guys that spent the bulk of their Texas careers playing for Steve Sarkeesian that are going to have a chance to get drafted this year. That's a a, a really good thing to see. And then it's not just going to be Bijan. We'll talk about it. You know, tomorrow it's going to be tomorrow. Are we talking about where's Demarvin Overshone going to go? Where does Roshan Johnson go? Because at this point, it looks like he's going to go in day two. And then you get to the weekend, and then it's Ojemon Coburn. They're probably going to go somewhere on Saturday in that fourth to seven round range. I don't know where, but it it could be a really good weekend for the football program. A stark contrast to where we were at this time last year covering this thing. And hopefully, this is the start of more fruitful drafts like the draft was when Mac really had it rolling and you just came to expect, yeah, you're going to have multiple guys throughout the draft hear their names called. Somebody said, you said Malcolm Brown was a first-rounder. He was. He was. I think he's thinking about a different Malcolm Brown. Defensive tackle Malcolm Brown. Not Malcolm Brown, the running back. Not at Mallycat28. <laughs> uh, the, the way you spell it, uh, the texter, is the running back. Malcolm um, with one L. Uh, Malcolm with one L. So that's that's where that is.